Welcome back to Get to the Point. I'm Jake Fire alongside Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Fellas, how are we doing today? I'm doing quite wonderful. My back is bothering me. I heard about Sean that. Is, I heard about that. Yeah, Sean is uh, giggling over it. He thinks I'm some obese old man. I'm going to have back problems for the rest of Never my life. Never said you're obese. What happened, Joe? You were acting like it. I, I, was, uh, I was deadlifting, um, and I had my back had been sore a week ago it wasn't bothering me at the point of deadline was doing a 4 by 12 set and second rep in the second set stand up with 225 my back pops I bellow out the F word in a oh large gym you picture it my coach my coach says what the hell just happened and I said my back just popped so 10 minutes later I left because I wasn't going to finish that workout you so know that Sean was, that was fun I will never forget the day where we were doing max bench press in the um oh, in the weight no room. we can't fire I don't want to talk about that no please, it's fine I, it's, 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 no, no, no. I, I don't think I was there refresh my memory so I'm spotting Joe and Joe's benching and he goes down and the bar comes off of his he like it looks clean he gets it off of his chest and the next thing you know psh, you just see his peck like move it literally like jiggled, oh. and then Joe let the loudest scream. Why and, like, did you have to the say bar. that? I didn't know that you guys could see it. Oh, that oh, I can just picture that. Oh my Joe, god! I literally saw it, and I, my, my my mouth. Fire! Was, I hate you so my, much. My jaw dropped. I was like, oh, oh my god! I like grabbed the bar, I picked, picked it up, and you were just like. I wish I could yell into the mic. How Wait, you were you one of the people who pulled the bar off of me? Yes, I pulled it off. I don't even. I, I don't even off. remember I that it off happening immediately because you just—I thought you were going to drop it on your neck. It I thought it was going to too. My body—I think my body, my shoulder was just like, "We're not letting this happen." I think my the, bo- my adrenaline the kicked sound, in really hard. The sound that Joe made was like a Wolverine getting hit by a bow and arrow. It was the <laughs> loudest, oh, screech, like painful. Ah, oh, I'll never forget that sound. I'm not going to be able to finish this show. Why would you bring that back up? And why wouldn't you tell the hammy story when we're running on the track? (laughs) That one was funny. (laughs) That one was funny. When I saw him take a tumble. Oh, I Because I'm over here here dying of of, of breath. You know, he's he's making the linemen are running the same stuff. I'm I'm gassed. And then I I look behind. I'm doing my walk over. I see Joe DeLeon take a tumble. I'm like, oh, did he just fall? So... I start laughing, and then he starts grabbing his hamstring, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he just pulled his hammy." That right. I, I like that story more than well than looking Joseph back because because yeah, everyone pulls a ha- everyone pulls a hamstring. It was like a, it was just a, a worse than normal pull. It took me a week to get back, and I was fine. The other thing, my pec is still broken. I still have to get surgery. I couldn't get surgery because of COVID. Uh, I got screwed by the uh, athletic training staff and the doctors either because they were too stupid to check or they didn't care or they were trying to save money. Um, so that still is a very soft spot for me, Fire. I did not know that you guys could see my peck fucking snap. Ugh. No, yeah, I saw that move. I saw God, it move that move for sure. Oh, man, I, I can't believe I just relived that right now. I did not think that was going to happen at uh, 4 o'clock on a... 
on a um, whatever day it is. I don't know. I don't even know, man. I'm all screwed up now. So the moral of the story is, I, I would say, college football, it should just basically be ruled out of, of all institutions across America. Am I right? Am I right? Am I wrong? What, what are we thinking here? No, no. No. Come on. <laughs> of course. Come on. <laughs> that is a... <laughs> okay. I didn't even say that. <laughs> you know, I, I felt it appropriate after seeing the, the developments of this last week, last two weeks. Um, uh, jokes aside, I have felt pretty moderate about all of the, the developments and all the flexing it to the spring and, and other conferences putting their foot down saying, hey, we're going to do the damn thing. And after listening to press conferences from head coaches from work and uh, what is it, leaders of the conferences for work and all that, you know, I, I've gotten a pretty good grasp of both sides and where they're coming from. Uh, I know that the Big Ten uh, is is pretty adamant about their trust in the medical field and their and the um, information they're receiving from their doctors, and then the Big Twelve basically saying, "Hey, we're going to prioritize player safety, move it to the spring," and that brings a whole bunch more uh, variety of, of factors that that we have been talking about, discussing, whether it be on this show, uh, on the Believe show, on the FCS show. There's a lot that's coming out. Uh, obviously, I think we touched on the Super Conference last week and the possibility of that. I don't... Just let the I'm boys buying, play. We, I, we didn't record last week, and we that you, we uh, talked about on the FCS show. Let the boys Pardon play. Me. We have some crossover listeners. Okay, Fire, you're saying... I'll, I'll let you uh, start this off uh, with the, um, the Super Conference, and if you think that's plausible, I have a different thought but i'll let you and joe get your thoughts off if if now. we saw this super conference that would be an absolute spectacle in college football it'd be like a championship conference and that would be one of the coolest experiences like that would be like if you could pull a positive out of an all this negative that would be like the most positive aspect you could pull out of any situation having all of these super competitive playoff teams like that would have normally been competing for you know the national championship all in one conference competing against each other can't beat it can't beat it yeah i'm i'm a big fan of of the idea of a super conference and i think for things to work it makes the most sense i want to just throw this into the mix here i saw a really good quote this morning from uh, dr carlos del rio who is a disease specialist at emory and and the quote i i got a kick out of it because it was I feel like the Titanic. We have hit the iceberg and we're trying to make a decision on what um, what type of music the band should play. So it, it, it's a good point that all these conferences are like, all right, we've we've hit this point. You know, how can we how can we still play and make this make this happen? At the grand scheme of it, all 100 teams or however many FBS programs there are are realistically not going to be able to play based on the current circumstances. There's a lot of financials that go into it. There's insurance issues that go into it. Um, Certain players don't want to risk their health. Those that want to play are dealing with the blowback of schools not wanting to risk any liability. The liability waivers are causing a, a big cause for concern. So there's all these different variables that go into it. There's just too many moving pieces. I think what makes this work is a super conference of about 15 to 20 teams like the NBA bubble. You can have, and I said this on the FCS show, you can have a centralized system where every single school goes into their own separate bubble they all they all stay within the the parameters of the training facility their own most of these schools have their own dining halls for football players anyways so they don't need to go to the the separate um dining halls 
and on top of that, put them on online classes. Every single school also has high-end hotels that one, these teams will will stay in for home games. But even if not all of them do, they will. There's a lot of nice hotels that visiting fans come to stay in. So you lock that hotel down. You put everybody in the hotels. You spread them out. No one is going to be coming to stay in the in those hotels at all in the first place. It's just some added revenue to maybe wherever they decide to stay. You seclude these players from interacting with the students on campus. You, that is the that is the going to be the killer of the season. That is what the killer is. Is not something happened to one of these players. It's one of the students getting one of these athletes sick because the students have much more of a reckless abandonment about their bodies than a student athlete will. We're three guys that were student athletes. We all know that it's we treat our bodies better than some people who would be drinking on a Wednesday night and then just going to class. There's a lot less of a care about if they get sick compared yeah. to somebody who's worried about getting his teammates sick. And, you know, uh, maybe um, it'll be interesting seeing Notre Dame actually play some competitive conference play. Because they don't usually do that. Thanks, so. thanks fire. Well, the ironic thing is everyone's calling for Notre Dame to join a conference before all this, and now them not being in a conference has been their their saving grace in all this because they can do whatever the hell they want. They don't have yeah. to report to anyone. That's what fair. That's about? fair. They're in the but ACC for right now. They're pl- oh yeah, yeah they're yeah. playing in yeah, yeah. they're playing in the ACC as their schedule because they right, had a, right, right. a partial commitment to them. But we all know if Notre Dame wasn't in a true conference, they would not be as successful as they are. So that's just how the bottom line goes. I <laughs> That's not true. I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to get a rise Aren't out you, of you. Wait, I, thought, I thought you were a, a Notre <laughs> Dame do. supporter, I, Fire. I, 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 am, I, yeah. I'm just trying to get a yeah, rise out of you. Say, you both are? You get a good try. No, yeah, I like, you didn't know that? No, I, I, I mean, I like them. I think they should – personally, I think they should join the Big Ten. That's just me. A little, it's a little off topic, but I think they should be in the Big Ten. I don't disagree with that, but for revenue purposes, they're better off remaining an independent. Okay, well, you know, we disagree. They're they're literally in Indiana. They're in Indiana, right? Yes, that's that's Big Ten. Come on, uh, Sean. What do you have to to include in here? Uh, I liked uh, yesterday. I got to uh, cut Ryan Day's press conference. The head coach of Ohio State. Uh, obviously, you get through him talking about the the heartbreaking stuff, the emotional stuff, having the the, the meetings with the team and all of that. Uh, and then he talked about he thinks that the best option uh, for college football uh, is eight game se- eight game season in the spring. Start. It has to be the plan has to be set and ready to go. All the scheduling by January first. Get it started. Eight weeks. You do that. You handle the draft. And then you have a full season uh, in the fall. I think the full season in the fall should be bumped back like two weeks, give them a couple extra weeks of rest because generally spring is spring ball, but now you're going to be having a season in spring ball and your this year's spring ball is going to be happening in the fall. But it's yep. still not that fa- it's not too long of a turnaround time to, to get a, a mini camp in, possibly two weeks uh... and then get into the season. But he says that he thinks that would be the best benefit. Because then players, mid-year players, could get two seasons in in one year's worth of eligibility. Uh, and those players would not be completely drastically harmed. That saves uh, possible interferences with new players on campus with scholarship. It, it keeps more stuff in line than if we were to keep on flexing and flexing and flexing. And it has to deal with recruits and getting people on campus and all of that. I, I like that idea that he proposed. And he said, yeah, uh, basically we'd just be competing for conference championships. Uh, and but if the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC decided 
uh, right now to take their foot off the gas and do that, then maybe it would be an eight season crazy everyone's competing for the ncaa championship whatever it is and then we just get back to work and we go into the next season so i don't mind that pitch of a, of a early winter eight-week season i mean i think my, that the main only, uh, go ahead uh, I, I think that the main thing that people think of is you know the college football season in relation to the nfl calendar so i think the, the only thing that needs to be moved is like the nfl draft or you can push that back towards later in may i mean i'm sure well, th- Why? Because that, if it's an eight-week season, that takes up two months. When would so you start? If, if they in started... Wait, 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 wait. But Sean, 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 it doesn't... Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. No, but Sean, it's that April. doesn't work it's that easily, though, because th- those, guys have to, those guys have to bail out early because they have to start doing their pro day prep. They have to do their pro days. They're having a season They have right to go to the, the combine. But, okay, but, but the, the pro day and the combine are completely different. Why would you numbers, play a season... Yeah. Why would you play a season right before the NFL draft risk getting hurt, risking your draft stock. It's not like a regular season. A regular season, if you got hurt in, uh, let's say, week seven or eight, and it's not a super major injury where it's like a three-month recovery period, that gives you time to recover, do your combine prep, and then go to the NFL combine. They would have to leave in the middle to go to the NFL combine. There would be just too much going on. You're going to have a lot of guys that play like four games and then just say, F it, I'm out of here. It's already in April. They need to push it into May. Or well, further. if they started the season in January, the, well, the co- you need time it, it to recoup. Be done, it will be done the, by February. The, think about it. The college football the season. The national championship is game in, is held in January. Right? Yes. Or late January, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's like early January. Bowls it's the week January. after. It's the week after Christmas for the FCS wait, wait, national but, championship okay, but, game. Sean, the NFL the NFL Combine goes the final week of February into the first week of March. Okay, that is so the make middle it of the spring season. Make it mid-March. It, it does, Sean, you're going to have guys opt out anyways. Why Fine, would, why would you out. not leave? Then they opt okay, out. I'm bro. just saying that eight-week season in, the, in January, I still think it opens up a lot of, of – Ability to continue to have similar stuff happen. Pro day, pro, with, okay. That, pro day, that, you know, you know what? Dis- players I'm need pro day prep and all that because they play and they finish by it. December. So then they have to get three months to get back in shape. How are you? Were you in the it's best not shape getting, playing? It's not. It's not getting back in shape. It's it's preparing your body for some a different type of workout than you Thank would you, previously Joe. it's it's all movement based stuff it's not football uh, the the shape that i was in at the end of my pro day prep was not the best shape i've been in it's been the the best workout shape that i've been in it then after the the following months after i had to get myself back into a normal like lifting football shape it's completely different look it's you're not someone, like that you're you need that, that period of time you knocked dk metcalf because he had such a good combine and he said, he said that doesn't mean as much as play on the field so if you go out and you have eight weeks of good play on the field, wouldn't that be held in higher regard than a, a combine prep? It, no, Sean. Sean, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how this is a pro- so I don't you, see why the combine is, no, wait, wait, is an issue. This push all, it back at a ratio of time and push the NFL draft back well, at a ratio you, of time in th- those Sean, intervals the issue, that make sense. But you just earlier said you just said why would you push the NFL draft? You were the one who no, said no, no, why I would said you push you the NFL push draft back two weeks? I said you could push no, it back two didn't. weeks. No, you didn't. You just said had it. You didn't. You started this whole point with how you didn't need to push it back. You wouldn't need to push it back as much. You're being a hypocrite. John. You're gonna have I'm to push it to June. You're being a hypocrite. You're being an idiot. The you NFL draft know. is in May. It's in You're April. This season, if it starts in January, it would what end in February. 
You guys are trying We're to not... catch me saying something that uh, you think I said. I said we should push the draft back. I said we should push the draft back to late May, maybe early June. You go, why would you have to do that? It's eight weeks season. Yes, that's what the whole argument Late started May on. We, we we were both listening. It has to be middle to end of June. June. It doesn't. Middle to end of June. It doesn't. Yes. Why? They've already talked Why? about that. You just had a full season of work. This needs to be. It, it's what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's what's gonna happen, Sean. Sean you're gonna you have people a, that have to do you're that. A hippo. I, I, I'm just saying, you're, you're, you, you do your training, you go to the gym for two hours a day. arguing and, about this? I don't know. I don't know why you guys decide to argue about it. You're like, oh, it's but then you have to move wait. the draft, and then you have to move the combine. <laughs> well, you really don't have to move it that much. If you, any, do. you do. You don't. You it's do. two months of season. You have to move back. This, what did you proposed- do for two months after the season, Joe? What did you do? Did you just <laughs> immediately start it up, or did you just sit down, and you basically had a full month of leisurely time? Uh, a full month a of month. leisurely time. That's what month. I, between the two Wait, months. But, so you but, really don't okay. have to adjust it that much. Sean, the proposed spring season is expected to start a training camp in the end of January and then span all the way until um, until April. And then if there's any championships played, they're played in May. That was That's what the proposed uh, – the, the first proposal, Purdue's head coach proposed – Today, a schedule, an incremented schedule. Well, uh, would you like me Ohio, to pull it up? I'm telling you what Ohio like State's coach that. proposed, and I like okay, his but proposal the, more. Th- when you put, when you play eight games, that is what it is recorded. When did he say that the season would end? When did he say? He didn't say. He said we need to get it locked and loaded by January first. Okay. So if you want to well, do a two, if you want to do a two week camp in in the first two weeks of January, and then start it up in mid to late January, that still gives you enough time to okay. do the thing. Okay, so because the combine and the draft don't middle, have to be separated by that much. Middle of January is a two-week training camp acclimation period, which some schools are not going to be able to do anything until before this because they're not allowing students on campus. So you have to do an acclimatization period that is going to be required by the NCAA. It's just a, it's a lock. So that's two weeks right there. Then by the end of January, you need a four-week training camp. You can't just go into a season. That thing gets you to the end of February. Start of the season is the end of February, February twenty-seventh. Eight game season, no bye week, two week prep before post game season or postseason begins. That ends on April seventeenth, Saturday May first uh, to Saturday May fifteenth. Plan B sixteen playoff or Plan A Big Ten championship and Rose Bowl or a fourteen playoff. So if you are a guy that is, a guy that is on a team that is in contention, playing in the the final parts of the season, you're playing until May. If you are a draft eligible guy, I am declaring immediately and getting the f out of there. Or or if I need a couple games to get me through it, I'm playing until the end of the end of February or not the end of February, the end of March, and then I'm signing my with my agent and I'm leaving and I'm starting my pro day prep. Guys start at different times. So guys don't do the full two months of pro day prep. You don't even need to do the full pro day prep. But you can't go to the NFL Combine Sean, in the, oh, the season. You can't you get did drafted not just say at the end of the season. Sean, what did the, I just say? The thing you, you did not just say you don't need oh to do God. the full pro day prep. I know you didn't just say that. There's nothing wrong with that, though. It's that's true. That's my you argument. Wait, wait, wait. That's not your argument. Some guys don't do the full two the months. Some NFL, guys do a month and a half. Why do you need... Okay. If the combine is late February, early March, and the draft is early May, why do you need a full two months in between the two? You don't. <laughs> Compound them. Break them. Make them closer together so you can fit the season in, do the combine, do some prep, and get do no. your pro days and get drafted. 
Wait, when are you saying you, the combine should be? Closer to the draft. Closer to May. No, that's not enough time for the evaluation process. Do you know oh, how it's long not, it takes uh, to... Okay, you know well, we're living in different wait, wait, times. You, it's not, not, maybe do you know how long it's... The NFL scouting departments aren't going to budge on that. They're going to ask why for more they? time. You know how much they, they invest in a player, oh Sean? You know how much God. money goes into drafting a player? They spend so much time analyzing things. The combine is the midway point for they the can evaluation work process. They already work overtime. Good, they Dip chose shit. that job. Yeah, that was a stupid. They take chose you, that Sean. job. How <laughs> stupid! I'm done take. arguing this because you don't know anything about the NFL or no. scouting departments or the amount of things required to go into scouting. Okay, I get apparently. it. You trained for two months well, in New Jersey with some with some other guys. That's not it. And, and I you know, think you know it. All right, I, I, I understand the process. I, I cannot believe Sean, this. Do you want college football in the spring? Is what I want to know. Not There's going to be college football in the spring, but you were arguing that you can't move the NFL draft, and I'm telling you right now, it has that, to be moved. Stuff is stuff is going to happen. I don't think so. Regardless, and things are going to get shifted back. The They're going to move both. Both things are going to get moved. You can't keep You're both saying them they in the same time frame. Move them like a whole frame. month back. Move them a week back. Oh my More god! More than a month. Holy. Ignorance is bliss. I guess they've already got guys on their board. Do they not? Right now, they do. Sean, it is. How about how about, we do, how about we do the combine in like November, this year? How about we do? How about everyone just takes the go, time, do a combine in November, do your pro day training now. Go f- yourself. Go f- yourself. I'm d- God. Holy. <laughs> sh- you don't God get it, man. It. You don't get the training. You don't get. I <laughs> play as long it. as you. I'm talking about from the scouting per- pers- perspective. And I don't give a <laughs> about the training. I'm talking about the agent perspective, the scouting perspective, just from the being in the process, not from my perspective, from what I know, from what guys have, uh, that, that I've, people I have spoken to in the business, from all different aspects of it. There are so many things that go into it. You can't just say, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go to the NFL Combine. I'm just going to go do this thing. Have you I'm, watched Draft Day, Sean? Have you seen Draft Stop. Day? Yes, I've seen Draft Day. It's one of the best football movies ever. <laughs> just, just watch that a couple times, right? That's like a quick little prelude. In life. What the hell is he doing to my team? Yeah. You can okay. fire me after this. Yeah. Look, look, okay. I, I would like to just talk about this with the spring season. This is a separate point. I just want to bring up the fact that I don't know if if it's enough time to do an eight-game season, sp- season in the spring and then – a 10 or plus game season in the following fall. I think that if you're going to do this, you're going to have to cut down the season to eight games, seven, seven or so games, just something in that range. It has to be at least eight games and limit the amount of, of possible playoff games. It, it, it's just think of the amount of time, Sean, think maybe not so much you, but think of the, the guys and fire might be able to, to uh, probably understand this too. Think of the amount of guys on our team that, at the end of the season, we're very banged up, and they needed a lot of time to just to recuperate and get ready for the next season. That was at the end of the season. We're not talking about the end of spring ball. Mm-hmm. The end of the season, it took a lot of – and there were guys during winter training that were still dealing with those injuries and just trying to recover gradually from them and get back up to 100% so they could hit during spring ball. And some didn't even play in spring ball, right? I just don't think there's enough time when you finish in hypothetically end of April, May to flip the script and start – getting ready in August, right? I, I think there just needs to be a, a little bit less contact time, move the season back like you said, Sean, but play less games. There's just That's just too, mi- too much hitting uh, and risking the health of, of, of guys going out there playing. I just think they need to start the season as early as possible 
in January. I, That's what I, I think agree. they need to do. But regardless of whatever time that they starts, they can't be finishing an NFL April or calendar. May. Needs to move back to according to when they finish. Right. So that is literally that is it. If it's an eight-game season, say you take up twelve weeks, that's three months. You're finished in March. You have finished halfway through March. Do you know how calendars work? I counted January, three months. February, March. That's three. So you you can't start immediately. Why do you think you can just start immediately in January? It's just not going to work like that. Because they're going to keep on training. They're treating this fall like spring ball. They're treating this. They're going to train this. Treat this fall like spring ball and like camp, like both. That's. That's not wrong. I've talked to guys that have told me that their seasons are going to start like that. But I had a, a guy that I know who is a Division One football player who texted me and said, we're not doing that anymore. I'm not even allowed to be on campus. I'm going to be home the whole semester. Also, um, so that Sean, might happen. So the school, we once we leave for Thanksgiving, we are not allowed back until after right. winter break. It's still corona, buddy. You can't just bring the, the, just the football players back. Because that's against the rules. It's either everybody comes back or nobody comes back. I thought Joe was in favor of, of letting football players stay on campus, but I guess not. Oh, I'm in favor for that, too. I'm not opposed I'm in, to it, but you okay, can't do okay. it. It's so just what, not why, are you, why, are you getting, why are you taking that tone with me? I'm, tone? I'm in favor of it. I am just telling you the facts as of what's going on in our world as of right now. You're taking a tone. There's no tone. There's a bit of a tone. Come on. No tone. I'm just being real. I'm a realistic guy. <laughs> Keeping it real with Jake Fire. I want to play just as bad as the next guy, but we gotta we gotta keep it real. <laughs> Do we want to talk some NBA now? I don't know if we can after all that. I think we can. It doesn't have to be a big <laughs> screaming match over nothing. Um, right. Basically, uh, the NBA bubble, which we've all been blessed with, I'd say the NBA has been a smashing success in. Um, it, just for sports fans being yeah, able to watch it and watch right. the games, they right. they have produced games, great games, great storylines, the AAU atmosphere, the tension, the, the the drama of the league, all of it has been a ten. I've I've been very impressed with the NBA and how the players have taken to to staying incredibly competitive with no fans in the stands. That is uh, very impressive to me. With it wrapping up, I would like to get your thoughts on your favorite storylines of the NBA bubble to date. Joe, um, he doesn't want to be original, but let's hear your favorite storyline because you're why does that, now a Phoenix why does Suns this mean fan. I'm not, is, that, is that you're a fan of now? I, I hate you so much. <laughs> I, can't, I can't have a take on something. And look, there were a lot of really good storylines. There were some guys who came out of the woodwork. Michael Porter Jr. He's a West Coast guy. A, West Apparently, uh, Michael, Michael Porter Jr. was averaging over <laughs> 20 points after averaging only seven a game. Ball, ball played really well. The Nuggets ball, have looked ball. really, really good. Yeah, ball, 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 same ball, thing. Ball. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that. There just a lot of really good storylines. TJ Warren blowing up and having uh, huge games, a 50-point game. But I think the big thing here is a Phoenix Suns team that didn't really have an identity during the regular season pre-bubble. Then they go on a seven-game winning streak through the seven games so far in the bubble to put themselves in a position now to make the playoffs as the eight seed. I don't think anyone expected anything of the Phoenix Suns. I think it was just expected that they were one of the casualty teams put out there so they could fit the New Orleans Pelicans into the mix. Instead, they surprise everyone. Devin Booker is playing really well. They've played as a cohesive unit. They're in a position right now, like I said, to be that eighth team. They just have to beat beat out the uh, 
Portland Trailblazers and Damian Lillard. That's going to be a tough task, but regardless, just so fun to see a, a team that is young, still figuring their stuff out. The whole league is rallying around them. All these veterans just appreciate uh, what they're doing and getting to see that this young group is just out there having fun and knocking off some good teams. Yeah, they're definitely not the Wizards who came out there to Orlando to get eight weeks of, or what is it, six weeks of cardio, which is basically what they <laughs> right. do. I, think they, I don't think they won a game. They uh, won fire, yesterday against the Celtics. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. Well, has lost Celtics, to the Celtics? Are you guys well, lost we to the already, Wizards? We were the, the, the third seed regardless, so we, the, the win or lose didn't matter. All right. Anyway, speaking about my Celtics. <laughs> so um, the Celtics had a big game against the Raptors, and you know that's obviously a huge game because Raptors were two, Celtics were three. And so leading up you know, to the game, there was so much you know, hype around it. You know, can the Celtics you know, perform in the big game against big teams? And they blew the Raptors out. They were up by 40 points in the fourth quarter. And then the final score, they won 120. To, it was like 122 to 100. But it was like just garbage time. They scored 20. Like a, the Raptors won a 20-point run. If you, if you beat the number two seed, if you're winning by 40 points going into the fourth quarter, that's a statement game. And they're, I think they're locked and loaded and ready for playoffs. Gordon Hayward is looking like you know his form that he had back when he was in Utah. And I think they're clicking on another level that they haven't as a group yet. But the only mm-hmm. problem is that uh, Gordon Hayward is going to be leaving in September for the birth of his child. That's the only issue. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a big hit. So that's around Eastern Conference finals time. And... Yep, finals time. So that's that'll be a tough that's that'll be a tough loss for the boys. Tatum's got to learn to shoot by then. Tatum is one of the best shooters on the Celtics. Are you serious? Well, he had a he was struggling very early on. He he had a game where he shot like eighteen percent. I think his first game. Do you back. think that Jim, Jason Tatum is a bad shooter? Yes or no? No, but I think that he forgot how to shoot over quarantine. It and was next- very apparent. With his then, poor shooting, and the next percentages. game he put up thirty-four points or something like that. So okay, well the rust he out. needs to get it back. He needs to learn how to shoot again. Well, know your facts. My favorite moment or my favorite storyline is still the Miami Heat. Uh, two they and suck. six, the two heat, and six the in the heat bubble. Sucks. They they retain the four seed, but they beat the Pacers. Jimmy Butler beat T.J. Warren after all that. Crap talk. The, 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 they were just jawing back and forth earlier on in the season. They were supposed to meet in February. It got flexed back. They, they played. Jimmy Buckets got the win. And guess who they're playing in the 4-5 or five matchup? Oh, the Heat are playing the Pacers. So it is going to be phenomenal basketball. They're, Obviously, T.J. Warren lose. playing well. So it, it's Heat. going to be a, a good back and forth. The Heat are going to win. We're going to get the more Heat Jimmy Butler good. badassery. We're going to see him truck. I hope he trucks TJ Warren like he did Chris Paul. That was phenomenal. <laughs> I, I like the. I don't know why, but the, that was such an awesome stand up for your guy move. Just because Chris Paul, you know, got a steal from Duncan Robinson and then threw the ball at him, which was just like a a bush league move. You, you already had the ball. You weren't going out of bounds, but you threw it at him. Jimmy Butler just gonna run a run his ass over. That's fine. I don't really like Chris Paul at all. I, I just don't. He doesn't he doesn't vibe with me. I don't. Vice versa. You know you should buy you should buy a Tyler Harrow jersey. All right, but you might Hero. as well just like become. And he's been whatever. Awesome. He's been awesome too. You might the as well whole, become a Heat the, fan. You like I, Joe I, right now? He's picking I'm not new like teams. Joe. I I I am actually legitimately a Clippers fan. But name just name five players on the Clippers. Name the starting lineup. <laughs> Uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Harrell f- shit, that's a bad start. 
Um, <laughs> Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Lou Williams, uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, Joachim Noah. They signed him, uh, I think, right before the bubble. He's All right, that's fine. That's fine. You did fine. Uh, Ivan Zubak, uh, or Zubats, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's I actually watched the games fire. I actually like the Clippers. Okay, okay. You just, that was valid. Who's their owner? Die. Who's their owner? Uh, Steve Ballmer. Head coach. Doc Rivers. Assistant coach? Uh, <laughs> Lou Williams. Oh, no, no, not Lou Williams. Ah. Tyron, Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou. Sorry. 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 <laughs> I almost had a sweep. Who's the I head trainer? Had... Uh, I don't know that fire. Name four Pete. vendors Look, in I just want to say... The head trainer's name is Pete Westerly, and he was one of the founding creators of some sort of um, high ankle sprain therapy. Why do you know that? Why do I you don't know, know that. I just that? completely made that up, and I, you, I fooled you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Fire. Good job, not Fire. Even, uh, not even I real name. Say, I just want to say to Sean, I, I will admit when I'm wrong, the Heat have looked tremendous during this. They, they are one of the hotter teams in the bubble, and right now I think if you're hot – that is going to be a key to success. They they're could two knock off a in team the like yeah, I wouldn't call them hot, but they're, they're, they've definitely been they're, playing well. They're two well, and six. Yeah, in the they, they're playing well. They're though, they're they're, they're playing what you need for them to be to be good during the bubble. Two and in, six in is, playoffs, is two and I mean. six is good for the playoff show. Uh, I would say that they're hitting full they're stride. Turn with it what their on. offense is capable. Of, yeah, they're going to turn on. <laughs> I don't think two and six is good for any playoff team. Uh, well, there's a number of teams right now that aren't doing very well that are just trying to get to the playoffs. Well, the, like the uh, Lakers haven't been perfect, the Clippers haven't been perfect. They, they've had they've lost to the Nets the other night. Yeah, well, they're two and six in the bubble, so two and six is a losing record, not even close to five hundred. Thanks, fire. Thanks, fire. You're welcome. Well over five hundred this season. Doesn't matter. I'd like to get into. You know what, Joe? We have one more topic. I'd like to turn this into a universal clown of the week for all three of us. I've been missing the bed when I've been listening to the episodes. We're bringing back clown of the week. This story brought up to me by Joe was a Seahawks undrafted free agent cornerback out of Oklahoma State, Kemas Sivaran. Um, he was cut after being caught on tape trying to sneak a woman into the Seahawks team hotel. The caveat is she was dressed in Seahawks gear and everything <laughs> to mimic That's being hilarious. a Seahawks player. And basically the guy missed his chance to blow with the Seahawks, uh, getting cut to risk having a girl come over. I'd like to hear both of your general thoughts before I give mine on, on Mr. Siverand. I, I, I personally think have some self-control so that show that you can be a professional, you know? Just, you're trying to make an NFL team, they have no problem cutting you. You're, you're nothing to them, so he does not deserve to be on the Seahawks team. We saw it in Hard Knocks a couple years ago. Guy, when Jeff Fisher was the coach of the Rams, that dude tried to bring a girl in. The one rule was, don't bring a girl in. Brought a girl in, got Right. That's it. Yeah, that, that's a standard rule during training camp, too, is the, the craziest thing. This isn't even a matter of... Uh, not trying to get guys sick. This is a case of violating team rules. All 32 teams don't allow you to have women in, in the in, in in your room with you during training camp. You're supposed to be away from everything. You're supposed to be with your teammates. And now more than ever, you can't just let random people in. You can't just let strangers in. I don't know if this was his girlfriend. I don't know if it was uh, a Tinder date or his wife. I, I don't. I have no clue the relationship between him and the woman. But. Mr. Siverand, I don't know how you can't think that uh, good old Pete Carroll doesn't have cameras up in the hotel. 
that he's not going to spot your stupid ass trying to bring a girl in. How do you do that? How can you do that? The Lewis Riddick had a really good tweet, and I just want to quote part of it. He said, rookie undrafted $2,000 signing bonus pandemic, and you think it is smart to try and sneak a woman into the team hotel wearing team-issued gear in training camp and jeopardize your career and maybe the health of yourself and your teammates. You are barely there. You're an undrafted free agent trying to make the roster, and you do that all so you can get your wet. Good job, man. You're okay. probably not going to end up with another job. Nate Robinson commented on a Bleacher Report post saying, I bet she had that whap. <laughs> Regardless, I, I, I still think you need to be self-aware enough to understand the situation that you're in. Virus or not, guys are going to pull pl- pranks in the hotel room. They're going to do stuff that maybe you shouldn't do. There are a lot of great stories out there about camp hijinks. This is a, a, a no-no. This is a, a universal, hey, I am not Tony Gonzalez saying, I don't need to lo- learn how to run a curl round. I, I'm 14 years in this league. No, no, no. This is not that. This is, I need to learn how to run a curl route. I need to learn how to uh, flip my hips properly at the NFL level. I need to be studying my playbook because one, I wasn't drafted. Two, I'm a rookie. And three, it's the NFL. You can go and play XFL, um, Canadian football, not discrediting either of those. But everyone knows that the ultimate goal is the NFL. You have a shot. Sometimes it's just not going to work out, but you need to put everything you need to do everything right that you can to make sure that it does. Maybe this guy just thought he was above it, uh, which is very uh, disappointing seeing how many guys that we know or have heard of or have liked or watched on Hard Knocks that we thought, oh, they deserved it, but it just didn't work out for him. Right. So this is just I, a blown I was gonna say, I was going to say I really wish he, this was uh, like a Chargers or a Rams player because that would make it so more entertaining if uh, we actually got to see that on this upcoming Tuesday on Hard Knocks. Sadly, we don't. But that would be such a good storyline if, if it was one of those guys. Well, boys, I believe we should wrap this up with our stat game. We are now on to defense. We'll see how this works out. But it is now 9-9-4 to to four are the current standings. Me and Fire are tied. Joe is sitting at the bottom at four. Comeback That's time, embarrassing. Baby. You said comeback time last time, and I don't think I think you got one question right. I did. How about you don't say That's comeback time? That's a comeback. How about you say That's which a comeback is the best? For me. I, didn't get any, I... I didn't get any right last week. <laughs> Since I still um, led from last week, I, I will go first because okay. there, there's there's not been a lead change yet. All right, player one. This player had 29.5 sacks and 524 tackles. I'm for my detailism only giving the stats of sacks and, sacks and tackles. Anyways, the options are Vince Wilfork, Aaron Donald, or William Perry. So it's not. Aaron Donald because he has multiple twenty sack seasons. Um, Fire has an affinity for Patriots players, but he would definitely throw that in as a curveball. He's also Rube though, so he likes William the Refrigerator Perry. Right. Just so like I'm going every with other William, football Rube. I'm going with William the Refrigerator Perry. Mm. Five hundred and twenty-four tackles is a lot for a defensive tackle. It really is. I know Will Fork was a beast. 29 and a half sacks. I'm going with Wolfork. And it is William Perry. Yes! yes! I knew yes! it. He's a rube. <laughs> oh, uh, baby. 
All right. Back up to add five. One, add add the number correct. Give it to J. All right, player J. two. This player had 519 tackles and 58.5 sacks. Is it Geno Atkins, the Damaka Sue, or Richard C. Moore? Hey, fire! Based- did you did you look at what? Oh no! Do you guys have the? I. You guys have the same guy. <laughs> oh, oh my you god! You guys are so stupid. Oh my oh. god! I put mine in first. Fire said, wait on me, guys. So I'm going to put my second one in. Let's see if he has the same <laughs> oh stats as anybody else on the list. Oh that's twice God. now that Fire's done that. That's two times now that Fire's I, done that. Well, the okay, first so time I saw Sean's, it. Wait, wait. Sean's not allowed to guess. I'm still allowed to guess. I think that's fair, right? No. All right. We're just going to scratch. We have to scratch two. No, yeah, no, let's no, just no, scratch. No, 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 no we'll no, scratch no, no, the no, two no. questions. It's not a big deal. Okay. Wait. Let me guess, though. I won't get any points. Okay. How about that? Fine. Uh... It's Richard Seymour. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with the the the, 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 the Kong Sioux. Yeah, that's it. But it doesn't count. Okay. For oh. All right, that's my bad. Well, it's all right. Just less points today. <laughs> Sean, go Sean, he didn't go watch Julie. the movie. He barely texted this week in the group chat. I have been busy, and he copied that. That means hanging out with his girlfriend four nights this weekend. So nope. He decided actually, to watch all five seasons of Peaky Blinders. All five. <laughs> and he still thought. He, he just put. I, I, you know what? I, you got uh, some I balls, proud. buddy. I'll give it to you. Fire's got some balls. That is nuts I, to me. You know what? I didn't agree with the um, route <laughs> of the media dump this week. That's, that's a story for another. I, I didn't agree with it. But, We're know, watching bad movies, man. There's going to be a I couple bad ones. I, why can't we watch good ones? There are two good movies. All the rest are good. It's for character development. It's just about actor development. It's about understanding his role and seeing him before he blew up. Whatever. Um, I guess I'll get my one question, one player out of the, <laughs> out of the, out of the way now. Let's go. Player one of now one. Played for ten seasons. Had 40 and a half sacks and 90 tackles for loss. Your options are Darnell Dockett, Casey Hampton, and Kevin Williams. So I know Sean is a big Darnell Dockett fan. He likes to reference him. Not a fan, but he references I'm gonna him. I'm going to go Casey often. Hampton. I'm going to go Casey so Hampton. So if Sean were going to pick someone and he was saying, all right, what defensive tackle do I want to do that's not a current guy? The first one that would pop in his head is Darnell Dockett. Uh, Fire picked Casey Hampton, so that makes me want to pick him as well, so I don't lose any lead. Um, you have no lead. You're last. I'm actually leading today. Um, I'm that's sweeping what, right now. That's what the loser the says. One. I'm going to go with Casey Hampton. The answer is Darnell Dockett. You let him talk you Damn out it. of it again, Joe. <laughs> again, you let Fire talk you out of it. Oh. Uh. All right, okay. now Joe doesn't have an opportunity to score any more points. Fire, let's go two for two. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Number one, 22 and a half sacks in his career, 356 tackles, 47 tackles for loss. Your available options are Bryant Young, Sam Adams, and Chris Canty. I'm going to go Chris Canty. I'm going Chris Canty also. 
It's Chris Candy. (laughs) All right. 10-10. Bryant Young and Sam Adams were in the top 10 NFL defensive tackles for the 2000s through 2009. Yeah, that was how I looked them up. Yeah. So why would you put them along with Chris Canty? Because Chris Canty was pretty good. I just didn't know if he was. Okay. All right. This this one's going to be harder. Good work, Fire. Player number two is a notorious bust, arguably one of the biggest defensive busts of all time. In his career, he only amassed eight sacks, 121 tackles, and three forced fumbles. Your available options are, and these are all busts, Ted Ted Gregory, Jonathan Sullivan, Steve Emptman. I'm going to go Ted Gregory. I'm going with Steve Emptman. It is Steve Emptman. Let's go! Let's go! Give me the lead! 11, 10, 5, 4. That is still fantastic. I you know feel what? like I'm a, I'm king of it's, the world right now, it, especially because you know Joe still has less than half the points as fire, and he said today's comeback time. Oh, I got boy. one right. I got two right, also, and then I got what? screwed because you know me and fire's Sean an idiot. Great minds. Me and Sean have great minds alike because we both picked the exact same player. That's just great minds alike. No, you're not. You're unoriginal. You're unoriginal, and you pick. Uh, we literally picked. Players. We picked two of the same guys. I didn't even notice that. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. Yeah, because you're rubes, and you only know a, a very limited amount of players in the NFL. I just went two Joe, for you two on five. you. I don't know why you were why you Joe, were chatting you have, right now. You have five. You don't Joe. even know who Steve Emptman is. You have don't five correct, Joe. Whatever. Uh, I'd like to take this time to. Make sure to bring attention to because Sean will glaze over it. If you want to join our fantasy football league, I believe we have three more spots, four more spots remaining. We're really close to closing it out. It's either going to be a 12 or a 14 man league, depending on if we can get some more people. Uh, we've had interest from some people. We're still getting people talking and saying they're thinking about joining. So you, you got to move quick if you actually do want to join or not. It is around a $10 buy in. The prize is going to be an NFL jersey of your choosing. So if. Okay. Can if I, if win, I win, can I get an, an MLB jersey? I'd like a Jose Abreu no, jersey. No, no, because that's more money than an NFL jersey. No, 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 so it doesn't I don't have to be have a big-time one. I'll take a T-shirt of a Jose Abreu because have you seen him? What do we What do we do no, with the remaining NFL. $60? No, 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 just NFL. give it to me. Stop no, no, scoring I want, I want a Stop Jose Abreu no, jersey. No, no, Stop no. He no, has no, his no, beard. Stop scoring. And then he also packs half of a tin of chaw in his mouth. It's not fantasy baseball. I don't care. It's the biggest lip that I've ever seen from a baseball player. Top of the morning to you. He ties his beard off to the side. I need a Jose Abreu jersey. Go buy it with your own money. You have a job. No, I'm playing fantasy for the Jose Abreu jersey. Top no, morning, if you win, yeah. the second place winner will get the jersey if you come in here asking for a Jose Abreu. That is a rule. That is an official that rule. That shouldn't be a rule. Is, Why is that a rule? It is a, because we talked about this already. It, the winner gets an NFL of jersey morning, of their choosing. Fire, I swear to God. What did he <laughs> say? Top, I didn't hear what top, he said. He said he's doing his Irish bit. I, 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 don't said, even. I said, top of the morning to you. Okay, look. If you w- there's about a ten dollar buy-in. The buy-in is going to be correlated to the price of uh, the number of teams and and the price of the jersey. It's about a hundred and so dollars for a jersey. We might have fourteen teams, so the more teams we have, if you want to join, you have a buddy who wants to join, add them as well. It'll make the jersey cheaper. Look at the document. Um, is all I'm asking. Look at you. Look at the, what did you? You put look in at the document. document. 
Also, if you're interested in joining <laughs> our Discord, savage picture. If you're if you're interested in joining our Discord server, it is a, a, a place to comment and discuss various things. Uh, we already are up to 16 people, so it's gradually growing each day. Again, if you if you just want to hop in and talk sports, that's what we have available to you. If you do join the Fantasy League, we will ask you to join the Discord as well. Sean, what else you got for us to close out? Um, I'm sorry. I'm so infatuated with Jose Abreu right now. I'm not even thinking. Well, Basically, just... okay. Oh, oh, that is way right. too graphic. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on there. Jeez. Get a grip. Uh, you put okay. A, go, you're you're going to bag a piece. You're lusting over a grown man. Sean, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, not, oh, Sean, ah. Joe, just go get a bag of peas you put on your lower back, right, bud? Pipe down. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What did you just say for her? What was that? You cut out. What did you say? I didn't say anything. I just said, wow, this no, is No, you so said something fun. about my lower back. What was that fire? What was that fire? I said, go get a bag of f***ing frozen peas and put them on your lower back. <laughs> I'm going to after this. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, I was stumbling on my words there. You could follow the show, this show, on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. You could follow myself on Twitter at Sanderson Radio. Joe on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Jake Fire on Twitter at JakeFire54. This is the show. Uh, if you liked it, feel free to leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. You can find us anywhere. You can show the show to a friend. That's highly recommended. Reach out to us on Twitter if you want us to cover a topic. We'll do that. It's not a big deal to us. We like interacting with you all as listeners. New episode of the Media Dump, hopefully out next week. We are covering American Psycho. Jo- oh, fire. Did you hear what Joe yes. said at the end of last episode? Yes. What? No, he didn't listen. He, he was scared care. of... He, he's like, Sean, <laughs> uh, how much uh, no. How much gore I is asked, in American Psycho? I'm, how I'm, gruesome is how it? Gruesome I asked is, uh, how gruesome is it because I don't be like gruesome scenes. That's uh, not fine. what I said, Joe. Uh, I, 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 I can't handle it. My, my stomach might start turning over. So we're and watching American Psycho. I haven't listened to it because I was busy, Joe. I listen to every episode. Give me, give me a break. I don't know about that. I literally sent you a video of me listening to the video in Latin. Actually, that's true. Uh, if That's you want to see that video again, it is on our Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Nikki uh, we'll, and Dicky Wood play. Just end it. Just end it. God, we'll be back we next week with more content for you. Thanks for tuning in. Uh.